0: Roofing Mastery Podcast, episode number 16. Welcome to the Roofing Mastery Podcast. I am Dylan McCabe, your host, and in every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we interview owners and CEOs of roofing and general contracting companies and industry experts so that you can get tips and tactics and strategies from them to take your own company to the next level. Now, in this episode, I interviewed Justin Land. He is co-founder with his father of Max 4 Claim Specialist. His father was actually a senior adjuster at a big insurance company. He literally trained thousands of desk adjusters on what to approve and disapprove with general contracting, uh, scopes of work, and insurance claims. Then he went and created a supplement company and now he helps general contractors. You are going to get a ton out of this. You're going to learn about things like um, how to get traction with desk adjusters, things to do and things to avoid. He's going to also talk about getting black flagged by insurance companies, something you definitely want to avoid. He's going to give you insider tips on how to form your estimates and he's also going to talk about some closing advice that everybody needs to listen to. You're going to get a lot out of this. Before we do that, I've got one shameless plug for our roofing CEO groups, but I got to ask you a question. Do you have a grip on your business or does your business have a grip on you? Let's be honest. How are you doing in the areas that what we call the six key components? How are you doing in the area of vision? Do your people see what you're saying? Do you have a vision that's shared and embraced by all? And Has that vision been turned into a 10-year plan, a three-year plan, and a one-year plan with 90-day goals? How are you doing on the people component? Have you surrounded yourself with the right people? Are the right people in the right seats? How are you doing with the data component in your business? Do you have measurables in place and are you keeping score? What about issues? Do you guys identify, discuss, and solve issues together and make decisions? Or do things just keep getting pushed down the road? And how are you doing in the process component? Do you have core values that are clear and shared and followed by all? And has that process been documented and illustrated? If you can't answer those questions with confidence, you can take our test. It'll take you about five minutes. Just go to roofingmastery.com. You can take our test. There will be 20 specific questions, and you can rate yourself from one to five. And then, of course, if you'd like to discuss further, you can jump on a short strategy call with us to talk about how this process we have in place with our roofing CEO groups has been used by 80,000 business owners and entrepreneurs worldwide. There's no mistake to success. People don't get there by accident. They have a strategy and a proven process in place, and there's no need to reinvent the wheel. We would love to talk to you about that, and you can join the wait list for one of our roofing CEO groups if you'd like to take it to the next level. But it all starts with taking that quiz, so just head over to roofingmastery.com, and you can take the quiz for free today. All right, guys, let's jump into this episode and my interview with Justin Land. All right, as I stated, we have a special guest on the show today, Justin Land with Max4Claims. Justin, thanks for being on the show. Man, thanks so much, Dylan. Excited to be here. I am too, because in our discovery call, you really surprised me with, with answers that you had to some of my questions about supplementing, about scope of work, about things that you guys have done for general contractors. And a lot of it was new information to me, and it really impressed me. So I'm looking forward to digging into this. But Just for our listeners who may not know you and may not be real familiar with supplementing companies in general, kind of share your background story, how you got into the business, and then let's talk about Max 4 Claims. Sure, man. You know, my background is actually two-part. It's construction and ministry.
1: Believe it or not, man, I spent about 15 years on a pastor staff at a church, um, building teams, mission trips, things like that. Uh, having a lot of fun, man. I have a a big heartbeat for kind of like the global and local impact efforts. So loved that. Uh, My construction background started, you know, with remodels, flipped some houses, then, you know, built a few custom homes with my father and some other things. And man, I've just always enjoyed being a part of something that's bigger than myself, you know, teamwork type things. So that's my background. Um, Yeah.
0: And then let's talk about how Max Four Claims was born and the, the kind of the problem you guys tried to try to solve. Yeah,
1: sure, man. So our company—it's it, really cool. It's a father-son duo. I know people over over the years have told me don't work with family, but man, I, I see the opposite. My my father is a blast to work with, um, and so we're a supplement and claims company. Our focus really is supplements. Uh, we serve roofers and GCs. We exist to increase our clients' bottom line. By helping them maximize every insurance claim, man. And we walk them right through the process. We want to make it easier for these guys. They work really hard. They spend a lot of time you know, away from their family. And our goal, man, really is to maximize the, those efforts so that they have more time and more profit. Um, Max 4 story, man, it starts back with Ray. So my dad, he actually got started in this field in 2008. With his independent adjuster's license, uh, he, he was first assigned to Deepwater Horizon in Florida. I'm sure you remember that, man. The, they made a movie about it and all that stuff. But uh, Ray was actually responsible for, uh, for processing thousands of claims for damage and loss. Um, and from there, man, he spent years kind of working as an IA. He became what you call a senior file examiner in the insurance company. So it's basically the, the leading uh, desk adjuster for insurance companies. Their senior file examiners, and then they train all the desk adjusters, and so yeah, man. He eventually decided to use his skills and knowledge for the roofer contractor instead of working directly for the insurance companies. And after spending about ten years in the insurance company world, uh, he launched Max Four January of two thousand eighteen, actually. And I jumped on board with him soon after. Prior to that, he spent a couple of years working uh, for some some roofing companies that that were doing it. And he said, "Man, I can
0: I can do this better if we just launch on our own." So. Okay. So let's back up. You said he became a senior file. What, what did you, what'd you call that? Yeah. Senior file examiner. So
1: man, I call them the Navy SEALs of SUPs. They, they, they really are like the top notch, uh, kind of the leadership guys who train all the desk adjusters. So when a roofer or a GC does a supplement, it'll go to a desk adjuster. Ray spent years training those guys for multiple uh, insurance companies.
0: All right, so of course something comes to my mind, which is ninety percent of the time, or maybe it's ninety nine percent of the time. And we we send an estimate, a scope to uh, scope of work. It always has more stuff on it than what right. the desk adjuster put on there. It gets knocked down. And they say, "Oh no, we can't do that. Oh, we can't do this either. We can't do that either. Oh, not overhead and profit. This is not sophisticated enough. And oh, that's well, we don't see any code issue there. And it's just like it just drives me insane. So Is your your dad was the guy that trained thousands of guys to basically you know filter out what gets approved and what doesn't?
1: That's exactly right, man. He trained all of those guys on you know what what do the photos look like? Are we dealing with professionals? Do these roofer GCs even know what they're talking about? All those kinds of things,
0: man. That's what Ray trained. That's what that's who Ray trained. So yeah. So did he just have like a light bulb moment to say you know I really want to stop doing this and going through the whole wrestling match, I want to kind of flip it and get on the other side of the table and start helping contractors.
1: He did, man. It was an epiphany. So most of our family is in roofing or construction. He and I both were, we're blue collar dudes. You know, I mean, we, we've built, we love that process and it's hard, man. It's hard work. Uh, he and I both have put on roofs. So we know what putting on a roof, you know, consists of and what parts you need. Uh, And what you'll find Dylan is most of these desk adjusters, uh, have never put on a roof. They have no idea. They just know what the books tell them. They know what their adjuster trainers tell them. Uh, that's it. You know that's that's what they that's what they go by, man. Our numbers and stats, and does it fit into the insurance company's uh, standard?
0: Yep. You've got uneducated people trying to make educated decisions, it, and it drives me crazy. And you find it in every sector. I mean, you've got you've got attorneys in healthcare deciding how. Patients should be covered on certain drugs and not other drugs instead yeah, of doctors. Right. Doctors should be making those decisions and same thing in general contracting. And that's good. it just drives me crazy. We had one yesterday, we sent in a supplement and um, man, the desk adjuster was just like, no, no, no. And he was even wrong. The crazy thing is, is like, wow. dude, you're just straight up wrong. Like this is a code issue. Yeah, and you're absolutely. saying that it's, there's no issue with that item, the, you know, the, the flashing around the chimney and stuff. Almost like, Yeah, I'm a newcomer to this industry. I've only been in this industry at the time of recording this podcast about six months. And of course, my, my learning process has been microwave because I'm going through training every day, but then also interviewing guests on our podcast catches me up to speed on a lot of stuff. So, uh, you know, you find out very quickly uh, that a lot of these guys just don't have a clue what they're what they're doing. So I think it's awesome that you guys help contractors with that you kind of help take that burden off of them in a lot of ways. And you guys run that process where your dad was one of those Navy SEAL type players in that industry training all those desk adjusters. So he knows, and you guys know better than anybody else, what to do, what not to do, what they're looking for. And we're going to get into all that. So let's, let's get into a case study. Let's get into a story of where you guys got involved with a general contractor And it was a big turning point because I know there's a lot of people listening to this that may be thinking, oh yeah, okay, a supplement company would be helpful, but I can do that. I can do Xactimate. I can send that supplement in. Um, But they may not realize how big of a difference it makes when you work with an expert.
1: Yeah, that's great. No, I've heard this before, right? You get elite uh, results with elite professionals, right? Elite results with elite people. And I believe that, man. I think we're way better together. I really do. I think that uh, contractors and roofers should be out there selling and taking care of customers. That's what they're extraordinary at. Uh, And we hear it all the time. You know, hey, we've got an in-house guy, you know, I've dabbled in supplements, we'll be fine. We hear that. But like you had said earlier, you're kind of getting an intense training right now. And you're talking about the flashing. I mean, the second you say that, the very first thing I know my dad would say is, okay, we'll go back to that desk adjuster and tell him, I tell you what, I'm just going to add a couple of extra man hours and Xactimate, Because you know, my guy's going to have to crimp that flashing and pull up the shingles and install it correctly. And that's going to take more time. So why don't you keep the price of the flashing and I'll add time for labor. Will you go there? And the desk adjuster will say, absolutely. So those are some of those intense learning things that, you know, a desk adjuster may see 30 or 40 claims a day, you know, based on what their workload is. Ray saw 160 to 260 claims per day. And he had to wrangle all of these troubled cases that desk adjusters couldn't manage. They'd send right to management, which was Ray. And uh, I think, man, and you know this with GCs too, when these guys have been in the field and they're very passionate about developing and learning and growing, it's almost no limit to their expertise. And so that's our goal, man. We're, we strive for that. We don't we don't have all the answers, but man, I'll tell you what, no one works harder than we do to get those answers and to try and connect dots. So yeah, case studies, um, Ray and I are stat nerds, man. You'll find that on our website. We are stat nerds. We love numbers. We feel like results are tangible. Uh, I don't like hype at all. I like just, just show me the real things, man. The real numbers, give me a great relationship, show me great results. I'm happy. Okay. So uh, one case study that we have, I think this is really cool. Um, we have a client. Okay. And I, it's funny, man. The first one I hear is often like this. And this is exactly what our client said. They said, the whole insurance claims and supplement process is such a pain, man. It's, it's just not worth a hassle to us, okay? Well, we said, hey, will you give us a chance to look over your claims for the last two to four months and let's just see what you missed. And at the time, they had a supplement guy, okay? They were paying a guy to do supplements. So what we did was we went over their past roofs for the past four months. And in just four months, man, we found and got approved an additional $265,000. That's a big deal, man. And get this deal. And man, if you fast forward to a total of nine months, right? We worked through, we found, we approved for this very same client. Man, check this out. $565,050 in just nine months. So that is over a half a million dollars that our company specifically was able to bring to the table for this roofer that literally was money on the ground. They would never see it. And they had a supplement guy to start out with. <laughs> so it, the, the, the results, man, are actual. That's one case study. Here's another story, man. I love this one. Um, we have this client who's been voted the very best roofer in their state for the past four years running, okay? Prior to using us, As their in-house supplement team, uh, they always added Valley Liner and Drip Edge to every roof. Their main priority, man, was to make sure that their customers were covered and taken care of no matter what. So you got to take that. That cost, the average cost for them was about $800 per roof that they were paying out of pocket. They just did that. Not a big deal, right, until you start doing the numbers, okay? So this is crazy. They do about 600 storm and insurance roofs a year. That means that they were spending, with that 800 per roof, $480,000 of their own profit to add these items to take care of their customers. Should they be paying for that? No, insurance companies should pay for that. So Ray and I came along. We taught them how to take the right pictures. We used the same estimating platform that the insurance companies use. And our expertise, man, we were able to get these two items approved and paid for by the insurance companies almost every time. Because this is actually a code item in their state, and we proved it to the insurance companies, and we just we send them all this stuff, man, saying, "Hey, at our company, codes show blah 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 in our state." Please approve, right? Because this is actually a code item, man. They approved it, so in an, it's an extra four hundred and eighty thousand dollars instantly to their bottom line. So that goes back to my point, right? Is it worth a hassle? I mean, is it worth four hundred and eighty thousand dollars? <laughs> you know, that's kind of my philosophy, Dylan.
0: Yeah, that's crazy to me that somebody that's two examples where a company left 500 over 500,000 or close to $500,000 on the table, which is nuts because you guys got involved. It wasn't any additional work for the contractor and you guys basically got them an extra half a million dollars in one year. I mean, that's just wild to me. But the other thing that stands out to me, this is my takeaway from that. I want to hear your key takeaway from that. My big takeaway from that is the first case study you mentioned. they were already working with a supplement company. And sure. so that just goes to show you, just like in every industry, not all roofing companies the same, not, not every doctor is the same. And I have a buddy that sells medical devices and he trains surgeons on how to wow. implant his device. He was yeah. like, dude, there is one surgeon I would allow to operate on me in Dallas, Ooh. one. He's like, you yeah. need to even wanna know the level of incompetence and just lack of talent yeah. when it comes to some of these guys because they're basically like a carpenter on your body. And uh, it just yeah. freaks me out. But same thing with <laughs> this. Like you guys are obviously highly skilled. You're very passionate. You take this to the next level. And like you mentioned, like elite, you get elite results with an elite team. And um, that, that's my biggest takeaway is whatever we do, whoever we utilize as a, as a, um, a team player in our company, yeah. uh, man, they need to just be crushing it. What, what's right. your key takeaway from all that?
1: No, that's fantastic, man. I I believe in empowering people big time. I don't like making processes harder. I love the development process. So I think when you see potential in teammates, man, you, you set very clear expectations and then you turn them loose. And then you reassess, you set very clear expectations and you turn them loose. And over time, man, I think that pattern really empowers people, right? It turns them loose, man, which creates even more passion. So Sticking around impassioned, empowered people, man, that's, that's a good day at work. You know, so we believe in that. Um, same kind of motto for us, man. We only hire senior file examiners because we found such great high success with Ray and him being in the pressure cooker for 10 years. We only hire 10-year senior file examiners because we think, you know what? Because Ray can go down and he can go, you know what? You're never going to see the following types of claims until you hit about five or six years. And you're never going to hit the following kind of trouble claims until you hit about seven or eight years. You know? And he just knows this. And so we're like, man, let's empower people. Let's put great expectations in front of them. Let's help them build their own expectations and goals. Let's turn them loose. And then we'll start the cycle all over again. That's one takeaway, man. I, I agree with you. Second takeaway is this. I actually only told you the statistics for nine months with that company, which was 565. I actually pulled this morning the same company's notes. I was just curious. Again, I'm a stat nerd. Uh, In eleven months, eleven months. Okay, we're not even at the year mark. We actually have brought eight hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars to that same company.
0: Good grief! That's it. Now, 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 and this is just a lack of knowledge on my end. Again, being relatively new to the industry, when you guys come and you've uncovered this eight hundred grand, well, at what point is it closed out to where? who cares if you can get that stuff approved? The, the job's been done. The contractor's moved on. Can they still get a check for that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So key, obviously, is integrity and accuracy, okay? So we're not talking about doing anything dishonest here. Sure. But uh, there's price listing updates. If, if roofers aren't updating their price list to the day, that's money insurance companies should pay because that's something that you paid as a roofer. You don't need to, you don't need to take that loss. Roofing companies, man, the, the MO, and if you study the industry, if you back up about five to 10 years ago, forever, man, roofing companies were about, let's just get as many as possible. Just as many roofs, as many roofs, as many roofs. Well, industries change now. Qu- quality is better and shingles, you know, the, people are just smarter you know, the industry is a little more efficient. You know, your customer is smarter with what style of shingle they want and why. And so now it should become efficiency. And as you start to see these companies that are really producing and, and really growing great teams and really serving their communities, man, they are, they are, one, able to put care into their work, but two, they're able to be profitable because they are becoming smarter and they're, they're connecting with the right teams to make their whole team better. So it really should be efficiency, not necessarily quantity anymore. And yeah, I I know there's there's target goals and you want more roots and all this, that's great. But you really want it to be efficient.
0: Yeah, I like that. Efficiency is huge. Efficiency and processes, I mean, enables you to focus on the main things even better. That's right. Well, let's let's let me ask you another big question. What's something that you see over and over and over again with your clients, where they basically face a challenge of not using a supplement company and not partnering with somebody who's got that elite knowledge and training? What, what's, what's the biggest challenge they face in getting their estimates approved?
1: That's great, man. One of the challenges is it's kind of a misconception about uh, claims companies or supplementing, is like uh, adjusters know what it takes to put on a roof. You know, I hear that all the time. I talked to a guy just yesterday and he said, I don't know that I need you guys. I, I pretty much trust my adjusters and I work with, you know, five or six of them pretty consistently. But man, listen, I'm sorry. That's just not a true fact. Most of those adjusters, they literally work from their numbers and their training and what they've been taught. And they add numbers and marks to, to their estimate in order to come up with a number, right? And so it's a really good idea, man, to have a checks and balance systems just to double check those guys. It will blow your mind how many times we actually look at an adjuster's estimate and the roofing measurements are wrong. The most, the most simple elementary part of an estimate, it's wrong. Or they miss roof fence all the time. Or they won't pay for custom flashing. They just call it you know waste. You know, or miss cornice returns. Let me tell you a huge one. This is, this is a big one. Everyone needs to listen to this one, man, about cornice returns. Okay? So typically... Adjusters think that that's waste. That's what they've been taught. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about with the Cornish, Cornish return, the little strips. Yep. Okay, so to replace those, man, it's extra shingles, right? You have to move your ladder for each one, which takes more time. So most insurance carriers will pay $85 per Cornish return with proper pictures and documentation. They usually pay about 100 bucks for two-story homes. So we had a supplement with 14 Cornish returns that were missed, not on there. The adjuster said, waste. We said, no, 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 that's impossible. It's not waste. So we got this approved, man. That's that's an additional $1,400 that was approved. If that adjuster misses them on every roof he does, imagine that miscalculation.
0: That's a lot right? of money.
1: <laughs> that's a lot of money, brother. You know, And it depends on the area you're in, but there are some areas with a lot of Cornish returns. I would probably say average for us is about nine in a couple of the areas we serve. So do the numbers there. Nine times 85 or 100. I mean, you're missing 850 bucks, $900. Easy on almost every one of those that supposedly waste. They don't know. They didn't put, the, they didn't put
0: a roof on. You yeah, know? and if this guy's looking at 1,000 claims a year, I mean, that's a million bucks. That's a million bucks. That's a you're lot also of money. A stat
1: nerd. I like that.
0: yeah I pulled out my calculator real quick so that's great man yeah so yeah it's just crazy to me the things that go down And, and you know we do run across some guys that are just great to work with as desk adjusters absolutely and they're not there pounding their chest saying i'm a big bad desk adjuster i know everything they we actually have a reasonable conversation the thing that kills me is it's so rare yeah it's just so rare and uh and one time recently um Miller, my business partner, was like, "Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just curious. What's your background? We we had developed some good rapport with a guy that was up on the roof with us. Okay, and so not the desk adjuster, but um, the guy they sent out to go up inspector. on the roof.
1: Yeah, the inspector."
0: And Miller said, man, I'm just curious, you know, we, you, you've been great to work with, uh, but we have all different experiences. What'd you do before this? And the guy's like, man, I was a pastry chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is the problem. <laughs> yeah, man. I,
1: same thing this happened for us a couple of months ago, Dylan. One of our clients said, Hey, we're having a hard time with this process. Would you guys just come out and, you know, wear one of our company's hats and just be an extra eye for us? We said, absolutely. We don't typically do it, but it was commercial. And so the adjuster's out there, and I'm talking to the adjuster, you know, and and playing it cool. He thinks we're from the roofing company. That's how we always go in, you know, as a part of the team. And uh, he basically said, you know, I asked him, "Hey, what did you do before this? And he goes, man, I have zero knowledge about roofs, really. He said, I took a bunch of classes, and before this, I was a drone operator. Like, wow, okay, and this is the same guy that basically, you know, w- we were saying, hey, what's that? He's, oh, well, I don't know. What, what do you think that could be? You know, so it was just... It's a wild process, man. And so I'm always of the mind that checks and balances keep people honest. They just do. You know, and you, you'd ask me about biggest challenges that roofers and GCs find, right? Number one, man, and you said it earlier, it's just not a level playing field. It's just not. Insurance companies control it. You, know, you, have, you have an exceptional professional in the insurance company trained to save insurance company money where they can. That's their job, not trained to put on a roof trained to save and negotiate for insurance companies. That's it, all right? then you got those guys talking with roofers and GCs and supplement guys who talk a totally different language, who have not been trained by the insurance companies. Plus, there's no one standard in the insurance company. There's not a single standard. It's wild. Banks have FDIC. Football has the NFL. I mean, hopefully, right? PGA, you've got all that. But in the insurance company, man, it's different between each carrier that shouldn't be. So it's, yep. it's just crazy,
0: man. Yeah, creates a lot of trouble. It does. Well, now I want to ask you a question about something that, you know, you hear about this, but sometimes people don't really know how concrete it is or how it really works. You mentioned to me that if you do things the wrong way, or you cause too much trouble, you can be black flagged. By the insurance company. What the heck is, what does that mean? (laughs) How does it happen? I mean, you know, I got a little scared. I'm like, shoot, you know, we don't play around. I mean, we're about to send another claim. Uh, uh, We're, we're not going to send a claim. We have educated the homeowner on their rights as a homeowner. Yeah. And they are going to invoke appraisal. All right. And Mm -hmm. so we don't, when the insurance company comes back to us and says, no, 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 no. We remind the homeowner that, Hey, you own this process. This is your home. It's your roof. You have, here's your rights. If you want to know what you can do, and a lot of times our clients decide to invoke appraisal. So uh, you know, are we in danger of getting black flagged? I mean, so yeah, like, let's no, break this down.
1: <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's a good question. No, you're not going to get black flagged for that. You should actually be praised for that. So that's a really good education for your uh, homeowner, man. And again, that is their process. That's why they pay premiums. They they pay premiums so when storm damage happens, that they can get. Back to where they were before the storm, right? That's why they pay premiums. So, the more we can educate our customers, you know, our customers as a claims company is always the owner and the project managers of the clients we work with, right? But your customers are always the insured. And so, you have to educate those guys the same way that I'm trying to educate our roofers and, and GCs because we do need to have it as, as even a playing field as we can because the odds are against us. So, no, black flag, man, you should get credit for that. Uh, Black flag, it's actually pretty common. So, specifically, more common with third-party claims companies, okay? So, I've got this from the horse's mouth many a times uh, from other claims companies as well as, and this one is what what matters to me. I got it from Ray. So, when Ray was a senior file examiner, he was actually trained and trained his desk adjusters to look out for third-party companies, here's why, Dylan, is these are claims companies that speak as themselves and not as the roofing company. So there's a detachment there, you know, and it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect from the pricing, from the roof, from the company owner, all of that, from the process, even the area. They may not even be in the area. They may have never gone to North Carolina where the roof is being claimed, right? So there's a huge disconnect. So in general, man, like, and I know this again because I've heard this several times that insurance um, companies will actually take that claim and they'll put it on the bottom of the list.
0: So how does that? So when you say third party, which is crazy to me, but but I believe it because um, yeah. I've heard it multiple times now in the last couple of months. But you're telling me a third party company. So are you saying you say? Let's say I'm the general contractor. I've got there's a large loss claim here in Dallas. Because of my relationships, I can get in there, and but I want to outsource somebody to do the scopes and all that stuff, and, yeah. and and run with that since they're great at that. I'm good at sales; they're really good at detailed scopes, sure, um, and stuff like that. So with them doing, is that what you're talking about as a third party company, or what kind that's of what exactly. specifically? Okay, yeah,
1: that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. You know, um, for instance, man, I, I spent a half a day with a guy who is a leader in the industry as a claims company. Okay, large, large, large. I will never name them or anything they're doing some really great things but i literally asked him i said hey man what's your approval rating i'd just like to know i kind of wanted to see where ray and i were with the whole scope of things we're always trying to hit marks i said what's your approval rating for your clients he goes oh man i don't know and i said uh this guy's an owner i said uh you don't know like you don't know like of everything you submit what is your approved claims versus not approved claims he goes, no, no no i don't care he said it's all about the mass numbers like the more claims we can get, the better the odds over, over long term. And I said, that's true, but you know, it kind of proves the point, Dylan. You know, the, the industry standard right now, and you can find this on almost any website, is 40 to 60 day turnaround. So from the time a roofer works his butt off to get photos, eagle view, and the original estimate in a job folder, and he has the signed agreement and he's ready to rock, typically. That dude, it will be 40 to 60 days before that man or woman gets their approved uh, approval from the insurance company, from their claims company. And during it, good luck trying to get somebody on the telephone. You know, good luck trying to be like, hey, man, give me a status update. You know, maybe next week, the week after, the week after, they'll call you. You know, I just think, man, you've got to really be smart with those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And so does this go, in your experience, does this also go for public adjusters and stuff like that, Um, if you you over-leverage those resources, do the insurance companies start to say, okay, they want to keep playing hardball, let's black flag them?
1: No, I don't think so, man. I I think if you do it right, there's a process. I mean, insurance companies expect the process. And this is another tidbit. Here's a pro tip for some of your listeners. So if you even work in Xactimate, only put two pictures per page and label them. Here's why. Because insurance companies at the highest level have been trained that if they see more than one photo or less than one photo on an Xactimate, you know format that they know they're not a trained professional. No one tells you that, but the second they see your format, your layout, the second they'll know, okay, we've got the upper hand, no problem, and they know where they can push, so you really kind of have to have the eyesight of okay. What game, and and I hate to call it a game, but it kind of is. What game is the insurance playing here, and what really is the end result for them versus the best end result for our client, the roofer, supported by the insured? How how do we get the best results here as a as an industry?
0: Okay, well, let's talk about that. Knowing what you know, doing what you guys do, let's share some insider pro tips about how general contractors can get the most traction. In this process, as they deal with insurance companies,
1: yeah, fantastic, man. First of all, you need to find a company who sees the importance of a fast turnaround. They really do need to care about your cash flow. Cash flow is king for small to medium sized businesses. When I say that, it's five to thirty five million dollar companies, okay, and even smaller than that, cash flow is especially king. Okay, you could have two or three jobs that that, that break you. So, when doing a, a job, man, a contractor should not have to be the bank for that job. The insurance should be which means very fast turnarounds. So again, remember, you know, turnaround in the industry is typically 40 to 60 days. It can be faster than that, but that's the average. It's, it's all over the website. You can find it all over the industry. So make sure that your supplement team understands that fast turnaround is one It's one of your focuses and it's one of their focuses,
0: right? Okay, What? so what's your typical turnaround?
1: Yeah, man, uh, good question. Ours is seven days. Wow. So, yeah, some, sometimes it goes beyond that, you know, but our average on every single claim that we've turned in, again, we're stat nerds, is seven days.
0: Okay, all right. I don't want to stop you from your next point.
1: Sure. Let me hit you a couple more. I love this, man, and I want guys to get this. Um, partner with a real pro. I said it earlier, right? Elite teams create uh, elite results. I really believe that. And here's what I know about most roofers and GCs, man. They are really great at selling product. They hustle. Um, They're excellent at supervising repairs and making sure the job gets done right. There are men and women all over who own roofing companies that are excellent at that, but they are not good at claims process. I've yet to find one. And I'm sure they're out there. It's the unicorn, right? But I've yet to find it, man. It's just a lot of time, a lot of back and forth, a lot of knowledge to be good at it. It is a craft, okay? And I'm a believer, man. Again, the right team creates the right results. And I've even heard you say before on this podcast, Dylan, and I love it, man, that like the caliber of their training and their connection to one another really makes a good team. Man, I love that. I totally believe in that. Uh, Let me give you another one really quick too. Uh, I would check, and I mentioned it earlier, I would check their approval rating. I would ask them, hey, man, what is your approval rating? Of all the claims you submit for your clients, what's your approval rating? Because, man, I believe every claim counts. I really do. Um, We have something that's really quick. We love all insurance claims to come to us, Dylan, because we'll say, hey, If we find nothing, we will tell you very quickly, it's not worth your time on this. Something that we love, man, is uh, local inspectors and local adjusters. A lot of our roofing companies work with the same guys. You know, so do we. We don't want to hurt that relationship. That's a misnomer of supplements. Oh, I'm going to hurt the relationship with my, you know, my local inspector. No, you're not. If you do it professionally, it actually goes above his head in the process and goes straight to the insurance company. Right, but it's it's this ongoing conversation of finding the best results for that insured. Um, let's see, do they have free training? They should have free training. They should train you. If they're the professional, they should train every one of your sales force how to take the best photos and why. Give the why behind those photos, the angles, the shots, why. I don't know who does that. I don't, I don't know who doesn't do that, but there's a lot of great resources out there. That should be one. And then ask a couple of questions, man. Like, what do they care about in business? You know, we, we had one client recently, Dylan, that basically got angry with us. It's the only client we've lost. It's crazy. We, we've lost only one client, um, over the past couple of years. And he basically said, you're not, you're not getting enough out there off the tree. Like you're still leaving some fruit on the tree and, and, as far as claims go. And we said, man, it is not worth your time. To pull teeth on this last $300, we're telling you it's going to take you five weeks to do it. The insurance company is going to get mad at you. Your local adjuster is going to just be pissed. It is not worth your relationships, man, to burn that tree and to strip all the fruit. Your turnaround time is going to turn into eight weeks. You know, like you're $300 short. I think we're good. We got you. Our average is $4,700 on a roofing claim supplement. Okay, so we got him close to that. Um, so what do you care about in business? We care about relationships and we care about results.
0: That's good. Cause at the end of the day, people work with people they know, like, and trust.
1: Oh, and that's you, can good, get, man.
0: you can get a lot of favor with people when you're kind and you that's think right. about the long-term relationship. That's great. I love that you said that.
1: Yeah. I've got a friend, man, who says the kindest thing to give people is information you know and and i love that saying and i think that's the way that's where our industry should be we should be very kind very loving people who just talk about the information needed in order to get the insured covered and the roofer profitable because good roofers are going to do great jobs they just are they should not have to pay for that out of their own pocket the insurance company should pay because they've been getting premiums for years just for that reason
0: right right, right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some things that, that general contractors should absolutely avoid that can really cause some problems. <laughs> Man,
1: that's really good. Um, I think finding, the, uh, I'll give you a couple. I think finding the wrong people to work with is always a really negative. And I know we've hit that a lot. And this is not a, a sales promotion for Max Foreman. This is just in business in general, I think you really got to look at supplement the same way that you do with like a legal team. You know, you you need to find somebody where you say, hey, we have an in-house supplement team that's going to take care of you in this process. It's the same way, right? Hey, we have an in-house legal team that's going to take care of this problem. They don't office with you, but they are elite and they're professionals and they get the owner and they're going to honor your company. I think that's a big one, man. You got to go for that. I like that. Yeah, and then what other specifics are you looking for in this question? I want to make sure I answer it right.
0: Well, just to make sure, there's nothing that a contractor does that's immediately gonna, you know, um, that they they just need to avoid because as soon as they do that thing, it's just going to create a lot of problems. Like I'm thinking, sending an email to the desk adjuster saying, "Hey, here's my (laughs) estimate." I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but here's what we need. Don't give us any problems. Obviously, that's an that's an extreme caricature of something you should avoid, right? Yeah. And just knowing what you know and knowing what you guys know about the back end, what's going on behind the scenes with insurance companies, what are some things contractors should avoid that, that could really cause them trouble they may not even know they're doing?
1: Man, fantastic question. Um, here's what I would say. First of all, your local adjuster or inspector, Um, be best friends. It's okay. You don't have to push the envelope with them. You don't have to tell them how smart you are, how educated you are. Here's what I know about most uh, local adjusters uh, or inspectors, man, is they've seen lots of roofs and they already think they know the answer. And that is totally okay. Let them think that. Be best friends with those guys. Thank them for coming out. You know, and then just walk them through the process. If, if there's another inspection that a uh, supplement triggers, that's a great thing. Why? Because if it's done with integrity and accuracy, the roofer has nothing to worry about. The, the pictures show it. The Xactimate shows it. We're just meeting back up because somebody missed something in the process and it's no big deal. We're just going to take care of it, right? And you got to remember what a supplement is, right? So this is a biggie, man roofers need to understand and GCs need to understand the definition of a supplement and be ready to kind of say that in their own words to the insured and to the inspector. And here's why, right? And I got this directly from an insurance company. It's a claim, a claim supplement, okay, is a claim for extra repair or replacement expenses. It's a charge or charges that need to be added to a claim for items omitted, overlooked, underpaid, or discovered after work begins. So think about that process, man. Another mistake, Dylan, is guys think that just because the insurance has approved something, that that claim is over. That with finishing pictures or additional trades or things like that, that they can't go back to the supplement. Well, that's not true. You're not going to hear this many places, but most claims are open for two years. There's There's an insurance company out there, one or two of them, that'll close it after a year, but most are open for two years. So that's a long time to go back and be able to look at price sheets and be able to look at items that were omitted that you know you did, you have receipts for, right? So that's a biggie. Another biggie, man, if you do multiple trades, um, you need to go after O&P, right? If you do gutters, shingles, uh, you know, interior, anything, paint, you need to go after multiple trades and it's important. It's O&P, right? Overhead and profit. On average, it brings you about another 20% to that supplement claim. And you know as well as I do, if if you decide to, if hail hits a fence and you take great pictures of it and you decide to replace it, Xactimate's going to say one thing and your local tradesman is going to give you a quote under that. And so that's money that you can leverage to the insurer to say, hey, this will help go towards some of this cost, right? And it also, it, it betters your bottom line. So. We found men in general that most roofers that don't use supplement companies, their target goal, I've gotten this from about 10 different companies, their target goal is about 25 to 29% profit margin, okay? I think that's sorry, uh, personally. I think there's so much more potential that you can hit. Um, and typically, that's what we try to do is we, we try to say, hey, our goal is to make sure that your profit margin with supplements is closer to 35%. Like, wouldn't Like, that be more fun? You
0: know, yeah, so. that's good stuff.
1: That's a biggie, man. You know, another thought, bro, is if, if somebody wants to add renovation or construction or restoration to the end of their roofing name, it absolutely adds credit and clout when needed with O&P. If you're just a roofing company, that is a hard struggle for a claims company or an in-house claim guy who works like at your company. And that's going to be a real difficult battle for them to get you O&P often on, on items if you're just a roofing company. It can happen, but it's way easier if you are, you know, apex roofing and construction or, and I just made that name up. I don't know. It's a great roofing company name. No, right?
0: I'm sure there's 50 of those out yeah, there. Yeah, there's probably, <laughs> probably
1: But, you know, we have a lot of our clients, a couple of our clients have actually, um, you know, converted their LLCs to that because they do, they do multiple trades and they weren't getting credit for it until they met us. And we walked them through the process and told them why insurance companies were declining them and we coached them through it they changed their name and honestly man it's way easier now
0: yep no we did that at rain tight general contracting it used to be rain tight uh roofing okay. yeah it's rain tight general contracting for that reason it's mm-hmm. like look we got three four five six trades yeah. that are going to be active on this job we're a general contractor we're subbing the workout give us O and P. sure man that's excellent that's so. a great way of doing it well, that's good stuff. Man, we could talk about this. I mean, this, this, this podcast has just flown by for me and I feel like we could talk for another hour. I'd really like to dive in with you on issues with o and all that stuff. We'll have to yeah. do another episode here in the future. But what's a parting piece of advice? Knowing everything you know, what's just one last word you wanted to distill down and just say, okay, if you miss everything, catch this.
1: Yeah, super easy, bro. If you missed everything I said, use chalk. When you do your inspections, man, <laughs> use chalk. I'm telling you, mark your gutters with your chalk on the side. Do you know people always? Oh, your test frame. Yeah, do a test square. That's great, but more importantly, man, use chalk. Mark your lines with wind. Circle your hail. Get it up close. Get it far off. Use chalk. It makes a huge difference. Chalk shows everything. Uh, you will not believe how many pictures we've gotten, man where no chalk was used. And then you, you know, you lay it out in the exact and you do the circles around it or whatever. And then the desk adjuster will say, or, you know, they'll say, absolutely. There's no damage there. They're, those gutters aren't damaged. We'll go, we'll call the roofer and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. We tried. If you'll just give us five minutes to swing by the house and chalk it on the side and send us the picture that we needed and they'll do it. And man, boom, approved.
0: So use chalk. Good stuff, man. Simple, man. Well, Justin, I got a ton out of this podcast interview. And for those of you listening, definitely check out Justin and his dad's company, Max 4 Claims. I'll put the website address in the show notes to the podcast so you guys can catch it there. But Justin, thank you so much for being part of the show, man. Man, thank you for having me. I'm
1: excited. I'm pumped about our industry. Let's go make it better.
0: All right. Awesome interview with Justin Land. And I love what he said about the at the very end, use chalk, use chalk, use chalk. And I I got to tell you what, I've talked to several supplementing companies and I'm pretty impressed at how data driven they are and their turnaround time. I mean, it's just incredible. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, these guys get on average, what did he say? $4,600 per uh, per claim. So, they are crushing it. You can learn more about them. Just go to maximize4.com. That is maximize the number four.com. And you can also connect with Justin on LinkedIn and I will uh, put his notes in the show notes of the podcast. All right, guys. If this has been helpful to you as a resource, please take a minute and rate and review on iTunes, just go to ratethispodcast.com slash roofing mastery, or just go to our website and click the button there. It would really help us get the word out. And of course, if you wanna check out our free resources and take our traction quiz, just go to roofingmastery.com and you can take the quiz for free today. All right, guys, this is Dylan McCabe and I will catch you in the next episode.